0: Retro Book Club, Hood Classics, Good Classics, Derek, you, books, Fly Girl. Did y'all know that there's a song from the uh, Boogie Boys called Fly Girl? It's not very inventive. It was from the 80s. No rap from the 80s is that inventive. Let's let's be honest. Like, the further we get in time, the worse the raps from the 80s seem. I'm Hank the Bank, the ladies think and right on my deep like. No, no, no. But Fly Girl is a song that goes, wait for it. Fly Girl. 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 Fly, 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 fly girl. Then they rap. I don't remember what the rap sounds like. It's probably my name is Cool Jap Hank and I'm here to say zip zip what to pay the zip. To Insert your own lyrics. That's the cadence. That's the cadence for every 80s rap, except for fucking uh Rock Kim. That's everybody. Everybody, I don't give a fuck. And LL Cool J, LL Cool J, and Rakim. That's about it. Because Cool Mo D, I used to live downtown, 159th Street. Down, bits Fat boys, all you can eat. I don't know. They they would go in there and be like, Give me some more food, please. Like, everybody in the 80s sounds just... like. It's a whole thing. And yes, I'm stalling. <laughs> On the flip side. See them girls right there, Bruce? Said a short, round-bellied, brown-skinned boy inside of the Cheltenham Mall lobby. Going into the arcade? His taller, lighter-toned friend responded. I'm... <sighs> This nigga had to have ran out of ribbon if he was typing this. And ink if he was printing it out on one of those... You know, the papers. Y'all don't know. Kids nowadays, first of all, what the fuck you doing Listen to this? Second of all, I understand that the book is like a classic to some people. But... Y'all motherfuckers don't know the fun of having those big-ass boxes of dot matrix paper that literally had dots on the side. Like, they were perforated pieces of paper on the side that you had to, like, tear off. And it was so fun to do it, like, back and forth. Being a kid was boring. I don't give a fuck what y'all say. Like, I wish I was a kid again. Nigga, why? For what? (laughs) Ew. Like, I could see being 27 again. Like having the the vitality of a twenty seven year old, where I could stay up to like four o'clock in the morning, five o'clock in the morning, with no fucking effects. But why the fuck would you want to be ten again? Why in the fuck? Who the fuck? What? What is what in the fuck is wrong with y'all people? Oh, I wish I was eleven again, bitch. Why? Why? What the fuck do you this? Do y'all understand what you can do as an adult? That you can't do as a kid. Like, seriously. Oh, I just don't want no bills. Oh, that's great. That's great. Yeah, go ahead and be 11. Where you don't have shit. And your parents get to tell you what to do all the fucking time. And nobody takes you seriously. Nobody. Like, everything you say is just one big ass joke. But yeah, I wish I was 11 again. I wish I was 12 again. If you don't get the fuck out of my face, nigga, I'm going to the club. Nigga, I'ma stay up. Nigga, I'ma eat whatever I want. Nigga, I'ma buy whatever I want. Nigga, I'ma do what the fuck I want. You know why? Cause I'm fucking grown. I bet y'all eleven year olds can't steal this post. Also, eleven year olds, y'all, y'all probably ain't even listening to this. Y'all probably watching unboxing videos of fucking frozen characters or something. I, I don't fucking know. I, I don't. I don't get it. I don't. But yeah, the nigga had to have ran out of ink with all the colorism that he's describing. Shiny waves mopped his head, flowing to the right with the part on the left. Roundbelly said, yeah, cuz, we can get some ass from them, Bruce. They live up Wayne Avenue. I'll talk to the dark-skinned one. His friend was hesitant. Nah, cuz, I'm not talking to that other girl. Why not, man? Bruce, she look good as shit and you a pretty boy too. Man, you can get with her, belly assured him. Wavy Head contested, "'Nah, cuz. I can't really deal with them type of girls.' He could tell the girl was fly. She had clues of high-maintenance written all over her face, hair, and body. "'Man, all you gotta do is talk and she'll be on you.' "'I oh, don't know, cuz. She like one of them material girls to me, and I ain't really thorough enough to talk to them.' belly said, "'Man, shut up. As pretty as you are.' Wavy Head smiled as they went inside the arcade. "'They know—you you. know their names.' It's, it's literally Bruce and, and... Did they give the other nigga a name? Damn, that's fucked up. Bruce and Roundbelly. Okay. Roundbelly said, Hey, Carmen, what's up, baby? Oh, my God, what's up, Bucky? You tell me. That's the only voice I'm doing for this whole thing. I didn't mean to. That shit slipped out. Bruce stared nervously at Tracy, who was looking at him. Yeah, this is my boy, Bruce, Bucky introduced him. Carmen said, hi, this is Tracy. How you doing, Tracy said. Bruce was too afraid to talk. He silently nodded his head. Carmen asked him, don't you go to Northeast High School? Yeah, Bruce answered nervously. Do you know Victor Henson? He goes there. Yup, he live up your way, right? Bruce said, opening up. He leaned up against... I'm a, Wait, I'm going to be right back. So, Omar, you better talk to the editors over at uh, Amazon. And you know what? Let me just... Nah, them niggas probably fucked up that shit all on their own. I'm not giving Ashley and Jaquavis that way out. But anyway, Omar, I just looked at your regular book, you know, because I have a copy of it. It's like dog-eared and old and probably tearing down the middle and yellowed in the middle and all that kind of stuff. It's, you know, it's been read a few times. It's been been around the world and I bought it for $6.99 Back in like a long time ago. Anyway, went to the same page I was just reading. And on that page you put Mario Brothers Donkey Kong. Okay, cool, 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 cool. Amazon put it as Marie Brothers you might want to talk to somebody about that I'm just saying you know you don't want niggas thinking you stupid stupid like do you like I don't don't know you rich so you probably don't care if niggas think you stupid you smart enough to write a bunch of books Uh, you, you a book ass nigga but you know I wouldn't want people thinking I'm stupid when I know I wrote the right shit like I wouldn't want people saying my shit was fucked up when I know I brushed my teeth nah that was my twin brother that smelled like ass crack yesterday not me carmen responded yeah he do she then looked at tracy and smiled bucky told him yeah well we might be coming around there to see y'all all all right so i just want to let y'all know that we're coming all right carmen said the two boys walked out from the arcade carmen asked tracy what's the thing about bruce he was pretty as shit tracy told her i know wasn't he you see all them waves in his head Two days had passed before Bruce and Bucky pursued their plans. They found Tracy's house on Diamond Lane and ended up meeting Rahima and Jantel. Yo, what's up, Jantel? Bucky said with a grin. He seemed to know everyone. Don't that girl Tracy live here? He asked, pointing to the house next door. Jantel responded blandly, yeah? Why? Bucky frowned. Boy, you got an attitude, he commented to her. Jantel did not particularly care for him. Bucky was known to be disrespectful to girls. Yeah, whatever, she huffed. Bruce interjected. Well, she probably ain't home anyway. He then smiled at his friend. Man, you always arguing with girls, cuz. Rahima had been staring the wavy head of Bruce from the time he walked to her steps. He didn't notice it at first, but once he did, he was drawn to her like a magnet. She had the most innocent pair of eyes, and he wasn't afraid of her attractiveness. Rahima seems soothing and down to earth as compared to Tracy. Bruce asked Jantel, what's your friend's name? Jantel smiled, expecting Rahima to brush them off as usual. will not you ask her? Bruce looked at Rahima and they smiled at each other to Jantel's surprise. My name's Rahima, she answered. Oh my God, she likes him. Jantel assumed from Rahima's dreamy look. Wait until I tell Tracy. That's a different kind of name. I like that, Bruce said to her. What's your name, she asked. Bruce, are you in high school? Yeah. I'm going to high school in September. He grinned at her. Oh, you're going to be a freshman, huh? No shit, Sherlock. She said she's going to high school in September. Nigga. I swear to y'all. Y'all game is bad. Like, it's bad. And it progressed from this badness to hey, light skin. Hey, pretty shoes. Hey, brown nose and then when that didn't work I would say to him you got a fat ass mustache not proud of it bet you thought I was talking about everybody else talk about me my game was weak when I was 16 there was none but you know what I didn't do I didn't demote my ass at talking to girls in junior high school and being like, What grade you in? I'm, I'm an 8th grader. I'm about to go to high school. Oh, so you about to be a freshman? Nigga, can you count? Can you read, Silas? Sheesh. Rahima nodded. Yep. Bucky smirked and began strolling down the street. Yo, man, I'll be back, he told his friend. He didn't want to get in Bruce's way, and he was obviously taken by the girl. Bruce said, a'ight, and then sat on the steps to continue talking to Rahima. Jantel then decided to leave the two lovebirds alone herself. Well, when you see Tracy, just tell her I'll call her up tonight, she said with a smile. Dang, everybody talking to somebody but me. Maybe I should give that boy Damon that runs for the Philadelphia Express a chance. He likes me, and he's kind of cute, she told herself as she walked off. Bruce asked Rahima, so, you got a boyfriend, pretty? He felt much more confident with her than he did with Tracy. Rahim was definitely more his speed. No, Rahima said, staring into his eyes. Bruce leveled with her from Jump Street, or in other words, from the beginning of things. Well, to tell the truth, I'm at the point now where I would like to settle down and find a girl for myself. And you're such a nice girl and all that, I wouldn't mind you being the one. I'm at the point where I like to settle down as a 16 year old. And I think you're the one, 13-year-old. Mm. Rahima blushed. Well, I don't know if I'm ready for a boyfriend yet. Yeah, because you're 13. Yeah, well, I can understand that. We just met each other, so we'll just be friends for a while until we find out how much we like talking to each other. Bruce left once his friend Bucky came back. Talking Rahima had been relaxing to him. Bucky said, Hey, Bruce, don't talk to that girl, cuz. They headed down Chelton Avenue back home towards Chew. Why not, Bruce asked. That babe ain't fucking man. Oh, I know that. How you know? Cuz I could look in her eyes and tell. That's gonna be my girl, man, Bruce announced. Bucky laughed. I'm telling you, cuz leave that nut bitch alone. You crazy. I ain't hardly trying to let her go, Bruce snapped. See, man, that's all I want is a pretty girl who I like. I don't need them fly hip hop girls Bucky responded, shaking his head. All right, then. They walked home to the East Germantown area across Chew Avenue. Hey, Bucky, the party going to be live tonight, right? Bruce was asking. Yeah, because it's going to be many hoes up in there. His friend responded as he groomed himself, getting ready to leave out. Just as a reminder, because I like doing it. They're talking about 13-year-olds when they say pretty hoes up in there. Bruce wore leather-trimmed jeans, a members-only jacket, a gold pinky ring, and a pair of $75 Fila sneakers. (laughs) Remember when shoes only cost $75? Yeah, me neither. Bucky slid on his blue silk shirt with black snakeskin shoes and a matching belt. That nigga gonna have pit stains by like 30 minutes in. He wore dark blue Louis Raphael slacks and a gray Sergio jacket. Silk shirts were in in Philly at the time. The year was 1985. The number, another summer. Police ain't getting no dumber. Streets dried up, used to think it would last. But being a kingpin is a thing of the past. Remind me to do, um, a musical love affair again soon. Cause I got some stuff about Ice Cube. Bucky looked like a million dollars, Bruce said with a laugh. He wrapped a $20 bill around his finger for status. All of the guys who have money to spare were doing it. I'm telling you, Bruce, you should get classy, man. The bitches love it. My gear's all right, Bruce retorted. But yo, Buck, I'm going up to Rahima's house to see if she wants to go. Bucky frowned. Man, that girl can't go to no parties. you wasting your time. Well, I'm going to go see anyway. Bruce left immediately, taking a long walk by himself. When he got there, it was 8.30, and Rahima and Tracy were outside talking. Bruce hesitated after seeing Tracy there, but then he walked up as if everything was cool. Raheem agreed to him excitedly. Hi, Bruce. Bruce was apprehensive, wondering what Tracy was thinking and what she planned to do about her thoughts. Weren't you at the mall earlier this week? She asked as if she were not quite sure. Bruce answered, yeah, nonchalantly. Tracy wore a pair of tight black jeans and a red Sixers jacket. Bruce was more interested in Rahima, wearing a long royal blue skirt and a colorful blouse. So, Rahima, you want to go to this party with me tonight? He asked her. Tracy was immediately jealous. Some boys just asked us about that, she interjected. Rahima said, I gotta go ask, to Tracy's surprise. Oh my God, Gentel was right, she do like him, she thought to herself with a smile. Her neighbor then ran into the house and left Bruce alone with Tracy. Tracy asked him with a devilish grin. You came up here with Bucky, looking for me yesterday? Bruce lied and said, Bucky was looking for you. Tracy stood up and walked closer to him on the steps. Bruce turned away to avoid her hazel-eyed stare. You like Rahima? She quizzed. Yeah, and I want to go with her, Bruce answered bluntly. Tracy felt like cussing him out. Why does everyone want to go with her? She fumed. Bruce continued to avoid her, giving Tracy a challenge. Rahima came back out with a jacket and Tracy was shocked. They said you could go, she asked, confused by it. Yeah, Rahima told her. I told them that I was going with you and your friends, and they said be back before curfew. That's all. Tracy grinned, excited as ever to see how Rahima would act at her first house party. Her neighbor was finally ready to start experiencing life. Tracy dashed into the house to tell her mother where she was going, and then the three of them headed to the party, which was eight blocks away. Tracy and Rahima giggled behind Bruce's back at how pretty he was while on their way. Tracy then slid her hand near his butt. Rahima grabbed her hand and playfully hissed at her. Stop that, Tracy, she whispered a grin. Tracy whispered back to her. I would do it good to him. But then she realized that Bruce would rather duel with Rahima. If I stop mentioning this every couple seconds, please don't think that I started thinking it was okay. It's just I just don't understand how this I don't know how this book got written like just writing it would have given me the heebie jeebies. But maybe that's because I was listening to BBD's uh, or my I'll be honest with you, my homeboy texted me some lyrics from BBD because I said that Ralph Trezwan, uh was the one on any heartbreak who was trying to date a 13 year old after the show. And he sent me back a note talking about how, you know, BBD's Do Me was, you know, the backstage, underage line. Like, I listen to BBD. And I was like, nigga, I don't listen to either one of them. They all come from the same fucking group. I don't understand how this nigga's writing this shit. And I've read his other books. He don't write about no more. Not about, not, not as far as I know in the books that I've read. So, okay. By the time they arrived at the party... It was 9.30. A gang of teenage boys were crowded outside. Bruce recognized none of them as they jealously began to stare at him. He had two pretty girls. Who the hell is he, they thought. Although she didn't feel like associating with them, Tracy was familiar with several of the boys. One of them even called out to Rahima, but she refused to respond. They entered through the front door and paid their dollars. A girl then led them into the basement and down the crowded stairs. Bruce walked down the steps and into the packed dance bar accompanied by two fine young women. Two little girls. Sorry. And no sooner than he had reached a comfortable spot inside the room with them, a boy rudely stepped in front of him, addressing Rahima. What up, Rahima? Come here for a moment. I got somebody for you, he said as he tugged at her hand. Bruce cut him off as Rahima pulled her hand away. Nah, cuz. She with me. Is she really with you? Then let her say it, the boy contested. Bruce responded, ready for a fight. Yeah, well, you see, she ain't going nowhere. Tracy was impressed, but it made Rahima afraid of him. She hoped that Bruce was not a control freak like her father. Yet Bruce was simply standing his ground. Dude had no business grabbing her from me like that, he thought. Who the hell he think he is? The boy walked away to join a group of his friends, and Bruce began to fear for his safety. He wondered where Bucky was. After his nerves calmed, Bruce helped Rahima from the wall to dance with him. The DJ played Angel by Anita Baker. It's a good song. My Angel. Ooh, but you know, recently she went on social media for the first time, I think, in her entire fucking life. And left a note about Babyface that had like 16 too many commas. Y'all don't care about that. This is the Evergreen. Bruce and Rahima caressed each other as Tracy watched him enviously. She was then appalled, noticing Victor kissing another girl. Tracy was horrendously jealous. Her heart burned inside of her chest with rage. Victor had not given her a treat in three weeks. Tracy counted the days. I want to go home, she snapped to Bruce and Rahima. They were dancing as if they were married. Bruce said, all right, just wait till after this song. It didn't take much for Bruce to grow hard-on, and he wanted to stay close to Rahima to get his thrills. I want to go home, Tracy repeated. Bruce looked at her with an evil eye. Come on now, we going to roll, but just as soon as this dance is over. He regained his stance with Rahima. Tracy glared at him. No, boy. I want to go home. Now. She roared like a baby. Teenager glanced at her. She hastily began moving through the crowd and towards the stairs. Bruce followed with Rahima, hating Tracy. She acted like a big kid. The thug types tried to entice her a conversation as soon as they walked outside. They were the guys no one wanted inside the party. Hey, come here for a minute, Tracy, one of them called. Tracy already had an attitude. No, she screamed at him. He looked at his friends and frowned as they laughed at him. What the hell is her problem, he asked. Bruce and Rahima held hands, pacing behind her. Tracy looked back to Bruce and decided to pick with him. She had nothing better to do, and she knew he was pissed. Tracy had ruined his heart on You mad at me, Brucey? She said, giggling. Bruce smiled at her humor with no comment. This girl's a damn kid, he told himself. But she sure is attractive. He could not help thinking. Tracy carried herself with a lot of passion. Are you going to walk us back home? Rahima asked him. Nah, because that's out of my way. Well, what's your phone number so I can call you? Bruce gave it to Rahima aloud. Tracy overheard it as they headed on their way back up a well-lighted Chelton Avenue. It was only 10.30. Bruce then stepped to Bucky's house and waited out on the steps. Bruce! A girl yelled from her patio across the street. She ran over to the steps with him, looked into a scar-free, chestnut-colored face, and began to shake her head. Bruce asked, what you do that for? I was looking for you all night because my mom had left. Oh, for real? He asked, disappointed that he had missed out on the opportunity. Yep, but nobody knew where you was, she told him. His friend Bucky knew, but he couldn't tell her. Damn, Bruce exclaimed. Well, when's she going out again? I don't know, but you blew it tonight. The girl scrambled back to the house her mother called her. Bruce continued to sit and wait on Bucky's steps, feeling idiotic. Hey, dummy, Bucky said. His words seemed to drop out the sky as Bruce was caught daydreaming. I just came from getting to mass. But what'd you do, lover boy? His friend asked with a laugh. Bruce answered glumly, Nothing, man. I went to that party with Rahima and Tracy messed everything up. Stupid ass girl. Bucky joined him on the steps. Jackie was looking for you, he said. Yeah, I know. She just told me. Bucky shook his head. You hard headed man. That's why you never gonna get no ass. Now, Bruce, if you would stay with me, you would have gotten with Jackie tonight. And we could have gotten with them other babes next week. Bucky shook his head and smiled. So, did you get her number, Bruce? Bruce shook his own head. Nah, she can't have phone calls, so I gave her mine. She can't have phone calls? Bucky asked, not believing what he was hearing. Get the fuck out of here. See, man, you're going out like a nut again, Bruce, just like you always do. That Sunday morning, Bruce watched baseball while thinking about the chance he had missed out on with girls. He could not seem to catch any lucky bounces. He shook his head and refused to answer the phone when it rang. He didn't care if it was for him. He felt miserable and wanted to be left alone. Everyone else seemed to be having sex but him. Bruce, the telephone, his mother called from upstairs. Who is it? Some weird name like Raha or something. Bruce jumped on the phone. Hello? Hi, Bruce. What you doing? She quickly asked him. She seemed to be in a hurry. Nothing. I didn't think you was going to call this early. Bruce looked at the time on the VCR clock under the television stand. It was a quarter after one. So for all the all out there, a television stand, we used to have TVs that literally weighed like 100 pounds, 200 pounds. We had TVs that were so heavy that when they broke, you just put a blanket over that motherfucker and called it the television stand and put another television on top of that television. Nigga, we had a television that was so heavy that when we moved out of a house once, my dad was like, fuck that TV, and we left it behind for the next people to have to deal with. The televisions were big, bulky boxes of just, ugh. And I'm so glad we are where we are now, with these skinny motherfuckers that weigh like 50 pounds tops. And a VCR... Well, fuck you guys, you don't even need to know that shit. Y'all got Netflix and everything now, you don't know the struggle, the struggle of setting a timer on your VCR to be able to record something because you're going out. That never worked, and you don't know the struggle of niggas taping over your shit. I know, but I have something to tell you. What? He asked. My parents went to church, and I want to know if you come over. Bruce got excited, his belt tightened below the zipper. He asked her hysterically, like, what time? Right now. Right now, he repeated to make sure he wasn't hearing things. Yeah, she confirmed. All right, then. I'll be up in like 20 minutes. Bruce tossed some clothing on and ran all the way up Chelton Avenue. It was a 12-block jog. He got to her corner and slowed down to gather his breath with his pants wet from expectations. He knocked on Rahima's door and no one answered, so he tried again. Tracy walked out of her house laughing what are you doing up here she asked none of your business he snapped at her well rahima ain't home where'd she go to church with her parents bruce felt like a numbskull he was confused about the phone call um do you have my phone number he asked tracy quizzically tracy said no you didn't give it to me bruce shrugged and started to walk away still bewildered well tell her i was up here Nigga, can you not recognize how the voices sound on the phone? I mean, if you're wanting to date Rahima, wouldn't you know what her voice sound like by then? Like, if somebody gets on the phone and tries to sound like me, they probably can't do it. When my wife tries to have my voice, it don't work. When my brother tries to have my voice, it don't work. So you should be able to recognize when Tracy is literally calling you using Rahima's voice. Oh, you can't sit and talk to me? Tracy responded. She was wearing a pair of tight blue jeans and a red tennis shirt while standing inside of her screen door. (sighs) Bruce looked at her cracked open door and wondered. He already had another heart on. He felt desperate to get some. He grinned, walked back and said, Who's home at your house? Nobody. Tracy lied, grinning back at him. Patty and Jason were both home. Tracy just wanted to see what Bruce would say to her. Bruce thought about it, no longer caring about the consequences. Can I come in? I can't have company when nobody's home. All right, then, fuck it, Bruce huffed, heading back on his way home. He sprinted back down the street, disappointed again. Tracy laughed and walked inside. He's funny, she thought to herself. I'm going to have some good fun with him. He should have never tried to talk to Raheem instead of me. But you didn't talk to him, and why do you even care? Like, I don't know... 13 year olds that are this fucking petty. Maybe it's another world, but even when I was 13, I wasn't this fucking petty. And I didn't know anybody who was this fucking petty. This girl is literally not psychotic. She's sociopathic about her shit. And it's not a good thing. It's not cute. Patty took her son and daughter shopping Monday evening after work. And ain't she still like pining for Victor? She bought Tracy some new fads and fashion. Tracy had been saving up for a pair of guest glasses and a gold herringbone chain, and with the combined money that her father had given her, and with Patty pitching in for the balance, Tracy got what she wanted, plus some. The school season was rolling back around soon, so sales were plentiful. Patty bought her children new coats for the winter, and a few new pairs of winter shoes. Tracy walked into Germantown High School on the first day of classes with her head held up high, and noticed that it was a fashion show in itself. All the teens had new gear. The older boys of G-Town came off to her with conceited attitudes. They knew she was a freshman. Good, thank God y'all just leaving her ass alone. Like, look. Nevertheless, Tracy was confident that she would quickly rise to the cream of the crop at her new school. She considered herself too fly not to. She arrived home that first afternoon and stumbled across Bruce and Bucky, who were out talking to Rahima. Tracy looked at Bruce and smiled. Bruce then frowned at her as his friend Bucky took a peek at her attention getting behind. He shook his head, enjoying the view and realizing that his partner was making his usual mistakes. "'I would have never chosen Rahima over Tracy,' he reflected. Tracy said, "'Hi, ra rah "'Hi, Tracy,' her neighbor perked. Rahima seemed to be in a good mood again. She had been much more pleasant since meeting Bruce. Tracy greeted her and proceeded to stare at her neighbor's new friend. Really? Rahima don't see this? Like, is she that new to the game? Like, is she that weak? She don't recognize you literally staring at her boyfriend like open-eyed, just... Bitch, quit looking at my man. Bruce turned his head. Bucky smirked at him, wishing that his friend would take his advice for a change. Tracy decided to go inside the house and get ready to pick up her brother from the daycare. Bucky then took another walk. Bruce asked Rahima, so what are we going to do? I have to think about it, Bruce. Look, I'm not leaving here without a girlfriend, he pressed her. Huh? What? Rahima had been avoiding giving him an answer for weeks. Bruce could tell that she still wasn't ready to have a boyfriend, but he liked her too much to let it go. A group of three boys approached him from up the street and started to misdirect Rahima's attention, which was aggravating to Bruce. He had important business to take care of. Who is this right here, Ra-Ra? Is this your boyfriend? One of the boys asked. Another guy commented to her boldly, Hey, Raima, when you gonna come and see me? The three of them were relatively all the same size and age as Bruce, trying to scare him off. Why should we let this new guy come around here and get with Rahima when she wouldn't talk to any of us? They pondered to themselves. One boy looked away, realizing that Bruce was not intimidated by them. One asked Bruce, Is this your girl, cuz? Bruce lied as he smiled to lighten up the tension between them. Yeah, man. Rahima snapped. I didn't tell you yes. I then forget it, Bruce said angrily. Rahima continued to reprimand him. I don't even know why I even said that. Because I wanted to, he flared up at her. Look, just forget it, okay? Tracy listened in from her doorway and giggled. The boys saw that Bruce was not to be played with and headed back on their merry way into the streets. Rahima was still upset about it after they had left. You didn't have to tell them that. She felt mistreated. The last thing in the world she was going to stand for was some boy trying to make her decisions for her. Okay, so Rahima, they wrote her like really on the complete other side of the spectrum from Tracy. And it's just as problematic as Tracy is, to be honest with you. Like, yeah, no. Okay, cool. You don't want a boyfriend because your dad's abusive. Okay, I understand that wholeheartedly. But this? Come on. Come on, you, you got better sense than this. Like, all of these characters are written so one note. I think I said that before, but I don't know. We'll see. Bruce told her what his intentions were. Look, if you think I'm going to come to see you and have some punk dudes try to scare me off, then you got another thing coming. I want to go with you, so I'll let them punks know right away where I'm coming from. Now, if you can't deal with that, then fine, because I'm not going for no dumb shit. Rahima was speechless. Tracy hid behind her door, impressed. She then walked out of the house to get her brother from the daycare center, as if she had not heard a thing. She spotted Bucky heading back up the block to return to his friend. Your friend's a trip, she said to him. Why you say that, Bucky asked. Tracy answered with a giggle. He just got mad as hell and told her off. Tracy had never witnessed a boy talk to Rahima the way Bruce had. Bucky grinned. For what? Cause these guys came around here trying to punk him and then Ra Ross said he shouldn't have said what he did. What did he say? He said they went with each other. I'm not giving her the right voice. Like maybe that's wit. Maybe that's why I almost that's why I was I was saying why and it at the same time. That's why I came out as wit. but I'm talking right now and I want to go back and correct it. So fuck it, y'all just gonna have to deal with it. Maybe that's it. Cause if I talk with a voice like 13-year-olds have they said that yes, yip, yes, Then maybe it'll sound like this dude is literally preying on a thirteen year old girl, never gonna let it go. Bucky frowned and headed back to Rahima's steps, gesturing for them to leave. Bruce said all he could. He then asked Rahima to walk him to the corner. Bucky followed them, shaking his head in disappointment. He's doing it to himself again, he thought. Is that literally all you think, Bucky? Do you have anything more than Like I said, everybody's one note. Bucky's whole job is to tell Bruce that he looks good with his light skin and wavy hair and to drop him off at Rahima's house like the nigga can't walk over there by himself. And then the nigga goes off and walks around the block, like literally goes on a pleasure walk, I guess. I don't know where the nigga goes, but he's done it like every time he's gone to see Rahima and then comes back at the end and says, this nigga's doing it to himself again. (sighs) Come on now. Bruce Prester. So, are you going to go with me or what? Rahima remained unsure about it. Yeah, okay, she said, just to get him off her back. I'm serious, though, Bruce told her. She had answered too quickly for him to believe her. I said, okay. Bruce smiled and happily tried to kiss her lips. Rahima refused. He then headed off with his friend, grinning from ear to ear. I told you I was going to get her, he said on their way back. We'll see what happens, Bucky mumbled. He still felt Bruce was crazy for not wanting Tracy. Rahima didn't call, but Bruce came to see her during the weeks that followed, anyway, and Tracy was always there, bothering him. She decided not to tell Rahima that Bruce had tried to come on to her. She would use it instead as a last resort weapon against him. Bruce had a one-track mind when it came to Rahima. Nothing turned him away from her, kiss or no kiss. Bucky called him stupid though. His friend Bruce seemed to be the only one in the relationship. He would only see Rahima on Fridays and Saturdays, with no phone calls in between. And after a while, Bruce slowly began to lose interest. It was late October on a Friday night, and a party was happening around the corner from Diamond Lane. Bruce went to see if Rahima wanted to go, and she refused. Bucky then called him another dummy. Hey, Bruce, come here for a minute, man, he called, while out in front of Rahima's steps. Bruce walked over to him reluctantly. Bucky whispered, Man, for the last time, leave that nut bitch alone. You wasting your time with her, man. Tracy and Carmen walked out of Tracy's house, getting ready to head to the party themselves. She and Carmen had become better friends since Jantel was reluctant to do some of the things and go to some of the places that Tracy was becoming interested in. Tracy and Rahima, on the other hand, were no longer friends. They were beginning to despise each other, and Tracy was still jealous of her neighbor. Bruce, come here for a minute, Rahima said as soon as she noticed Tracy leaving out. Bruce left Bucky and walked back over to her. Rahima then whispered, put your arms around me and make her jealous. Bruce did everything she said. Tracy hated them both for it, and Bucky couldn't stop shaking his head. His buddy was a damn fool. Thanks, Bruce, Rahima told him after Tracy and Carmen had passed by. Oh, so I can't get a real hug and a kiss, huh? Bruce asked, feeling cheated. Yeah, but I don't feel like it right now, Rahima said with a smile. Her relationship with Bruce was becoming one based more on entertainment than on feelings. She walked back to her steps and patted a spot for him to sit down next to her. And when Bruce followed her, his friend Bucky was fed up. Hey, Bruce, I'm going to the party, he announced. Bruce responded gleefully. I right, I'll be around.' Bucky frowned at him, wanting to tell them both off. He held his tongue instead. "'Well, I guess this dickhead'll learn one day,' he thought to himself of his friend. Bruce arrived at the party late and snuck inside the back door to find Bucky observing the crowds. "'Hey, yo, man, I snuck in,' he told his friend. Bucky responded, chuckling, "'Yeah, I didn't pay either, because I know the bitch.' He obviously had little respect for women." Moved through the crowd inside of the packed basement, Tracy bumped into Bruce on purpose. Bruce turned and noticed her. I'm about to punch that girl in her head, man, he said in a low tone. Bucky laughed. His rough demeanor was slowly but surely beginning to rub off on Bruce. They had been close friends for a little more than a year. You want to dance? Bruce turned to ask a cute brown-skinned girl with long hair and long eyelashes. She was a beauty, with a face fit for the cover of Youth Magazine. I don't care, she answered him, smiling like she liked him. What's your name, she asked as their bodies met. Bruce? You live around here? Nah, I live down the hill. Oh, well, what are you doing after the party? I don't know. Why? Bruce asked, hoping for sex. I'm going to my girlfriend's house afterwards, and her mom's in Atlantic City, so we're looking for something to do. Bruce smiled, not believing his ears. It must have been his lucky night. He was already glad he had decided to come to the party instead of sitting out with Raheem on her steps all night. Oh, so you want me to come with you? He asked the girl. Yeah, if you want to, she said, still staring. Oh, my name is Stacy. Stacy, Tracy, Lacey. Bruce took her to the wall. He was getting rock hard under his jeans. I might have a chance to finally get some ass," he told him so. What do you mean, finally? Wasn't the girl across the street, like, weren't y'all, f- weren't y'all intimate? And then she was like, I was trying to come and get you because my mom was gone so you could get some more and you weren't there. And bloop bloop. I'm not doing blah, blah, blah anymore. I'm doing bloop bloop till I forget. A voice slipped into his ear from behind. Yeah, what's up, Bruce? Bruce turned and spotted Victor Henson, who was attempting to press a girl up against the wall himself. It was a sign of the time for teenagers to get what they called exotic at parties. Bruce shook Victor's gold ring black hand and smiled. Stacy then spoke to his attractive dance partner. Marsha, what time we leaving? Marcia responded, referring to Stacy and Bruce. Whenever y'all ready. Stacy's girlfriend was as good looking as she was. Birds of a feather flock together, Bruce told himself with a grin. Smiling with shiny white teeth, Victor said, Bruce we're going to their crib. Bruce was well informed about Victor's reputation. He definitely felt he would score if Victor was with him. Victor Henson was the man. Interjecting, Tracy's girlfriend Carmen howled, Hey, Stacy, don't talk to him. He got a girlfriend. Bruce turned to his left nervously, thinking that he had been busted. Tracy was laughing in the background. Victor pushed Carmen away and said, Don't believe that shit, Stacy. Bruce is my cousin. She just mad because he didn't want to talk to her. Bruce was impressed with Victor's quick tongue. He was like lightning with his game, and his reputation was well-deserved. Oh, I wasn't worried about that, Stacy responded. Hey, Bruce, come here, Jantel said, tapping him on the shoulder. She whispered, Rahima wants to see you, while giving Stacy an evil eye. She and Rahima had become good friends since Tracy was hanging out more with Carmen. Bruce frowned. For what? Because she wants to see you, Jantel said as though it was obvious. But I was just with her, Bruce whined, not wanting to leave the party. All right, then. I'll just tell you we're busy, Jantel warned. Bruce sighed and looked back at Stacy. Hey, I'll be right back, all right, he told her. Okay, Stacy said loyally. Bruce moved through the crowd as Tracy kept an eye on his every move. What'd you say to him? She asked her estranged girlfriend, Jantel. I told him that Rahima wanted to see him, Jantel told her. She does? Yeah. Tracy then thought about their friendship. Do you still like her? She asked Rahima with a grimace. Yes, I do, Tracy. Jantel huffed. Do you still like Carmen? She asked back. Tracy sucked on her teeth and was speechless. (sniffs) Jantel then walked off to do her own thing, since Tracy had new interests. From out of nowhere, Bucky grabbed Bruce's arm before he made it to the back door. Where are you going, man? I'll be right back, cuz. Bucky scowled at him, man, don't, he didn't stop himself in mid-sentence, realizing that he'll be wasting his breath, fuck it, he said to his friend scornfully, you're going to do what you want to do anyway, where the fuck did Bucky come from, this nigga wasn't there for none of the conversation, but suddenly just hopped up on his shoulder, look, I got a show called Sin and Solace, and I'm going to spoil something, because y'all should listen to it anyway, it's really fucking good, but it's about an assassin, no, you know what, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to tell you about a show named uh, Samurai Afro Samurai. Afro Samurai has a nigga named Ninja Ninja that goes with him everywhere he goes. But it turns out Ninja Ninja ain't real. He's a figment of uh, Afro Samurai's imagination. A nigga from the past. Ninja Ninja ain't really there. I don't think Bucky's really there. I mean, yeah. Carmen talked to him. But Bucky in this book ain't really nothing more than Bruce's devil on his shoulder. This is awful. Bruce left the party and walked back around the diamond lane where he found Rahima waiting for him on her steps. He sat down next to her, began to talk, and quickly forgot all about the party. When Rahima was ready to go back inside, he tried to kiss her once more before they said their goodbyes, only to have her turn him down again. By that time, it was after 11 o'clock. Bruce darted back to the party. Tracy smirked at Bruce's arrival. That's why they left you, she said, teasing. Bruce ignored her. Where'd Vic and them girls go? He asked Bucky. Oh, they was looking for you, but you had left. How come you didn't tell them where I was? Bucky grimaced. Man, you ain't tell me where you were going. Bruce ran from the party to find out where Victor and the girls had gone. Block after block, he desperately gave people their descriptions, and no one seemed to know where they were. Bruce was pressed for sex. He walked home, broken hearted again, and pissed at his brainless decisions. If he would have listened to Bucky and left Rahima alone, he could have scored. Bruce ventured to Rahima's house early that Saturday morning. Rahima was out on her steps at first, but once she spotted Bruce approaching in a pair of tan Timberland shoes, black jeans, a brown leather jacket, and brown Gucci glasses, she ran back into the house, considering herself not dressed well enough to be with him. Tracy sat out on her own steps and laughed at Rahima's silliness. She smiled at Bruce, but he turned away. Ooh, Bruce, can I see your glasses? Tracy squealed, reaching out her hands as if he had told her that she could. Nah, Bruce responded, slapping Tracy's hands away. Tracy dropped her eyes, pretending to be hurt by it. You're so mean to me, she whined. Rahima exploded out of her house, screaming, will not you leave him alone, Tracy? Tracy laughed it off. She figured she would wear Bruce down eventually. The challenge made it more fun, and Rahima surely would not be able to keep him long. Every boy had his needs, and Rahima was not willing to meet any of them. Tracy went in and got her brother. She then took Jason for a walk to the corner to get away from her neighbor and her handsome but pitiful boyfriend. Bruce got bold and walked up to Rahima's door, suspecting that no one was home. He knew what kind of cars her parents drove, and neither of them were parked out front of the house. Who's home, Rahima? Nobody, she told him, happy to be home alone. Bruce opened the door to walk in, and Rahima slammed his hand to stop him. You can't come in my house, boy. I don't know what your problem is, she yelled at him. Bruce embarrassingly laughed it off. Your pop must really got you uptight, huh? No, I just don't want you in my house, that's all. Bruce felt like a nitwit. Rahima had pulled his last straw, and he had no energy left to deal with her. He needed an excuse to get away. Well, I gotta go shopping with my mom today, he lied to her while backing down the steps. I'll see you. Leave if you want to, boy. I don't care, Rahima hissed at him. Now why you gotta get like that, Rahima? Bruce pleaded to her. We've been going with each other for over a month now. You won't even kiss me. Rahima refused to let her defenses down. She gave Bruce an evil stare and slammed her door in his face. She wanted badly for him to stay, but she didn't know how to control her emotions. How was she supposed to feel towards a boy? And how could she keep him interested without kissing him, letting him tell her what to do, and then ultimately being used by him? That's it, Bruce snapped to himself. He was tired of playing Mr. Nice Guy with Rahima and getting no results. He planned for going after the primary prize, sex with Tracy. Bucky was right, later for love. Bruce was too angry to feel nervous about approaching Tracy. She was still fly, but he had gotten used to her, and he was no longer timid around her. He quickly met up with Tracy at the corner and stopped to talk. Tracy, I know I've been mean with you, but me and Rahim are finished, and she's the only reason I was acting like that, he said. Tracy wanted to smile, but she kept a straight face. Well, I don't really want to talk to no boys right now. I mean, I just wanted to be friends with you, she lied with a straight face. Bruce looked bewildered. He was too mentally drained and psychologically frustrated to even respond. Tracy only wanted him when he was connected to Rahima, like some kind of a silly competition. He frowned, realizing it, and walked away in a state of depression. Tracy felt sorry for the boy. He just gonna have to get smarter with girls, she told himself. Nobody likes a pushover. Bruce mumbled as he walked down the street with his head hanging low. I'm a damn fool. Bruce asked Victor about Tracy when they saw each other in school. Victor said, Man, I was running up at her all summer long. That young buck was addicted to my shit. I got them panties whenever I wanted to. Bruce was weak with jealousy. He thought he would never be a ladies man. He turned him off with his niceness. He only dreamed he could be like Victor one day. Tracy continued to haunt Bruce's thoughts with her glamour, her self assurance and her sensuality. Bruce longed through November and into December, fantasizing that he would get another chance. I know this this sounds weird. I know. But I literally hate everybody in this book. Everybody. Except Jason. Because he's an infant. But the rest of them are just horrible. And maybe Jantel. Jantel ain't done shit yet. And Carmen. Carmen ain't done shit yet. But all the main characters, I hate their fucking guts. Like, they're so just blasé, and yet they're all so awful. Like, is there any redeeming person in this book? The answer is probably no. 916-633-1537. Wretched and Wretched at gmail.com. Wretched Book Club on Twitter. Wretched Book Club on Facebook. You can leave a review on Spotify. It takes like 13 seconds. You can also leave a review on uh, Chaser. Copy and paste that in the Apple Podcasts, and then copy and paste that into the Good Pods app. You can donate to the show at patreon.com slash single simulcast. One dollar will get you a ton of content. Uh, you can also donate to the show at buymeacoffee.com sscast or on the Good Pods app. You can leave a tip in the tip jar. Thank you so much for listening. I greatly appreciate it. Y'all be good. I'm going to you later. Peace.